got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. Before we begin, I want to give a big thank you to my team, the team that makes this show happen every week. Thank you, Grace and Cole for graphics, Pepper Chambers, the hot one for writing, Angelo Greco and Anna Mesa for social media, Tiffany Hale for everything, Erica Eklund for Patreon support and production by the folks at Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Before we start the show today, I want to give a heartfelt thank you for your sweet five-star reviews of our show. We have over 600 five-star reviews. So amazing. Let me just read a few of them from the handle May 11111. Absolutely amazing podcast. Nina is one of the most inspiring people I've ever had the privilege of listening to. From Deer in Heat. <laughs> Nina is powerful. Listening to her speak gives me hope. I love this lady. Ooh, baby. Thank you. The heat. Dear in heat. <laughs> I love that handle right there. And from B. Edward, I'm literally in tears listening to Nina and Corey Bush. This is progress. This is what hope feels and sounds like. Hello, somebody. Ooh, they did that. Now, if you love our show as much as they do, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. 
with so much going on right now, I know that the episode that you are about to listen to will sound as if it was recorded just recently, but actually, this episode was recorded in August of 2020. You know, when I start calling on God, which I pray I am definitely a woman of faith, of spirituality. Many of you know I open up many of my speeches or close them, but somewhere in my speeches, I would make reference to having a mother who was a preacher and joke that my siblings and I went to church eight days a week. My mother was steeped in it, baby. I mean, you, you could not do anything in my mama's house without going to church. It was a really big deal for her. And, you know, as a fully, fully grown adult, I often draw upon those moments that I took for granted all those many years ago as a source of strength. So I'm having a moment and I'm calling on good God almighty because the people in this country And I'm talking about the poor, the working poor, the barely middle class from all walks of damn life. This ain't about political affiliation right now. Really don't have many champions in elected office. And it's a damn shame. I mean, really a damn shame. I don't know no other way to describe the madness that is happening in the United States of America and across the world where greed dominates and with a two-party system in particular in the United States of America. And you can't get one of the parties, just one of them, to do halfway the right thing. Something is wrong. So America, the people of this nation, we are going to have to demand something different. We are going to have to rise up. That's just it. Because these politicians, most of them are not going to do it. There are a few exceptions to that rule. So I want to acknowledge that definitely a few exceptions but other than that we are going to have to rise up on july 27th the democratic party's platform committee voted on various platform issues that would be in the 2020 platform for the democratic party and the platform is supposed to be a guiding light for people who are elected as democrats but particularly for the presidential candidate and they held a vote on an issue that is near and dear to my heart, and that is Medicare for All. Medicare for All has been certainly the signature issue of Senator Bernie Sanders, brought it to light, and he's been talking about it for many years, but 2016 it came to national prominence, and it is absolutely one of the reasons why I supported him, because my mother died at such a young age. She was only 42 years old, and she had a brain aneurysm. She went into a coma, and she died. I was 22, seven children. I am the oldest. And all of us are basically two years apart. So you go from 22 all the way down to the seventh child. And my baby sister was 12. So barely got the opportunity to really know our mom. To have her die like that with her dreams deferred. Langston Hughes asked in, a, in a, one of his poems, what happens to a dream deferred? It's so important to ask that question on a regular basis. We as a nation, as a people, both as individuals and collectively, should always 
ask the question, what happens to a dream deferred and decide what we can do in our places and spaces to ensure that people's dreams are not deferred, starting with our own dreams. You know, it's okay to be self-interested. It's not okay to be selfish, but self-interested. Because if you're not self-interested, I mean, if you're not caring about yourself, hell, who else will? So I, I get all of that. I'm just feeling all types of ways right now because, as I was saying, on July 27th, which was a Monday, the platform committee took a vote, and it was put before them as to whether or not Medicare for All would be in the DNC platform. And it was voted down. 125 no's to 36 yeses. And three people abstained. Now, I want to I want to be surprised. I really, really do. But I'm not. I knew that this was going to happen. But when it actually did happen and you juxtaposition the numbers, I mean, they didn't even have the decency to even pretend like they gave a damn about Medicare for all. We have a pandemic in the world. Millions of people have lost their jobs. Many of those people have lost their health care because their health care is tied to their job. People are being evicted or eviction notices, I should say, are coming to people's homes. You got the $600 a week extra bonus that went to a lot of uh, people who file for unemployment coming to an end. You got these damn Republicans who want to cut that down to $200 and limit who can qualify. Jesus Christ. Can one of these parties stand up for the people. Now, I know early on in the presidential debate, people bantied about Medicare for all who choose or we don't want to take away the health care that people work so hard on their jobs to get. It is a new day, five months later, and anybody that is still playing games with Medicare for all, something is wrong with them. We just got to call this out. The shit is immoral. And speaking of shit, you know, I had a quote about shit. Lord have mercy. I um, was asked by a reporter about the choices that people have this election cycle. And what I said was it was like a big bowl of shit being in front of you. And I, I knew I was being provocative, but that's what came to mind. And damn it, I said it. And I said, on one hand, on one side of the bowl, you split the bowl in half. You got shit on the right and shit on the left. So you choose, are you going on the right with Donald Trump or red? Choose your uh, indicator or are you going on the blue side or the so-called left side, not to be confused with progressivism. But you have no other choice. You have to take from the bowl. There is no other choice. So it's either the blue side or the red side, but either way, you're going to be eating shit. So that was the totality of what I said. And basically, we have two bad choices. You know, and as Dr. Cornell West lays it out so clearly, the difference between a neoliberal and a neo-fascist, and we know that the neo-fascist, especially in the short term, is absolutely the worst. So Donald Trump must be defeated. In our defeat, though, of Donald Trump, we should not have to clamp down on the demands 
on things that we would like to see happen in this country for the overwhelming majority of the people in this country. I mean, folks are just asking us not to dream big and not to make demands because, oh my God, it might hurt the Democratic nominee. Well, that's bullshit. So we can recognize, you know, and I, and I said this before, I said this on the, on raw, the raw and the real, uh, another kind of segment that we're doing on Hello Somebody where I just come on out and say what I need to say. You know, we can recognize the danger that Trump represents and still push the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. It is not an either or. It is a both and. And we will not be quiet. We're just not going to do it. As Ella Baker once said, we who believe in freedom cannot rest. Or Fannie Lou Hamer, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, here we got the GOP trying to push in the stimulus package a $1.8 billion building, for God's sakes, for the FBI. I, I, I mean, cannot make this shit up. Yeah, I can't drop the word for some reason. So we that's what we rolling with. This, this is this is mood all the way. So, you know, I'm trying to to get this straight. I, I need for this to make some sense to me. People are suffering, people are dying, they're losing their livelihood and their lives. And they put the FBI building in a corona relief bill. A corona relief package. Yes, they did that. The GOP did that. Did that. So, yeah, I'm calling on Jesus a whole lot. People, we got to rise up. We really, really do. We have got to do something. We have got to unite. And so that that's, I, I, wanna, I want us to talk about that a little bit. We're going to go down memory lane a little bit and talk about the progressive movement of the 19th century and come all, all the way up to the 21st century. We have got to do something. And so either we're going to accept this foolishness and this ridiculousness or we're going to do something about it. And I do firmly believe that we, conscious-minded people, can unite. We don't have to agree on everything. But can we agree that excessive greed is choking the lifeblood out of all decency. That we do, in fact, need campaign finance reform in the United States of America, baby. I mean, these politicians go to the highest bidder. It's just, it's, it's not right. You know, you have, you know, going back to the DNC platform, the overwhelming majority of Americans across the board, why do we always have to be labeled? Let's stop letting these people divide us up based on who's a Democrat and who's a Republican. I want to know who's going to do the right thing. If you part of the right thing, come on to this side. The overwhelming majority of Americans, or the majority of Americans support Medicare for all. They support some, they support it. And now I'm about to contradict what I just said because I just want to throw out the stat that the overwhelming majority of Democrats support it. So then why, oh why, oh why? We must ask the question. Wouldn't it be in the platform? And the platform is really just symbolic 
And symbols do matter. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they matter. We want some substance behind the symbols. But even something as simple as a symbol that is non-binding could not, absolutely could not get the platform committee of the Democratic Party to support it. You know, I'm going to shout out Nevada, the Nevada Berniecrats in that state leading the charge for other Berniecrats and progressives to throw down on Medicare for All in that platform. So I want to shout them out. I continue to think about what is necessary to move our to move our country forward, to move to move mountains. You know, it's it's heavy. You know, one of my dear friends, she always laughs when I use the word heavy because she knows that is a fill-in for a whole a whole lot of curse words that are really circulating in my mind. But it, it, it really is a, a heavy moment for us as human beings in this country and in this world. And there is going to have to be a day of reckoning for sure. A decision is going to have to be made by we the people, whether or not we are going to continue to allow this corporatist system to run amok and dominate everything about what it means to live. You know, and and, and this is not a stretch. I mean, you have less than 1% that control more wealth than the bottom half of the people in this country. And there's a globalism to this greed. We're no longer talking about just wealth. It's one thing to, to, to be wealthy. It's another thing to be greedy. And that greed is overtaking this country and the world. And so we need a paradigm shift. And we have a political class that just does not answer to the needs of the people. They answer to the needs of the moneyed interests, their owner donors, as I call them. You know, many of you are familiar with uh, one of my colleagues. Uh, his name is Warren Gunnels. Uh, we fondly call him the chief of receipts, very fondly, because that he is. And if you are not following him on social media, I encourage you to do that, particularly on Twitter. I'm not sure if he has, uh, if he navigates any other uh, social media portals, but uh, he is the man on Twitter. So if you want the facts and to know that those facts are irrefutable, you just go ahead and check out Warren Gunnell's stream. And on Twitter, it's at Gunnell's Warren first. But Warren Gunnell's the chief of receipts, the policy person for Senator Sanders and just such a champion for justice. And he is bold and he tells it like it is on Twitter. I'm always checking in to see what uh, the chief of receipts has to say. And he got into this little tussle to uh, drive home my point that I'm making here with Elon Musk. Elon Musk of Tesla put out a tweet and the tweet reads, the left is losing the middle. So the chief of receipts, Warren Gunnels, quote tweeted on top of this tweet. Now the nerve of Elon Musk, but I'm, I, I am not going to digress. I am going to, I'm going to stay on, on point here. This, this is the point. 
So Gunnels quote tweets and it reads, wrong, Elon. The left is winning the middle. Now that is a fact. It's irrefutable and it is backed up by data. Not only you know, can I give anecdotal examples from my travels all over this country. I mean, I, I visited, I went to, not visited as in taking a trip, but worked in almost every single state in this nation over the last five years. I think there are only three states that I, the Nina Turner, TNT, has not been to. So Gunnos says or reads, wrong, Elon, the left is one in the middle. And then he proceeds to lay out the receipts. And they are as follows. 72% want to expand Social Security. 69% want Medicare for all. 67% want a $15 an hour minimum wage. 67% want to make marijuana legal. 64% want to tax your extreme wealth. Throwing some shade on, on must right there. 64% support unions. 63% want the Green New Deal. And 58% want to cancel student debt. So there we go. Our chief of receipts is laying it down. You know what? That That is important because there is a disconnect, a conflict between what the people want and what the politicians are willing to do. Let me say that again. There is a disconnect. There is a gulf. There is something wrong because the folks who are elected to office, not all, but far too many of them, and especially in that Congress, lack the intestinal fortitude, the ovaries, the balls, fill in your own blank to do what it is that the people, the overwhelming majority of the people in this country both want and need. And that is why a people-powered movement is necessary. That is why, you know, we certainly can draw some strength from or some examples from the Declaration of Independence. As imperfect as the framers were, yes, races, sexes, Stole the Native Americans land, elitist. I mean, y'all know the story. Come on, we 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 not gonna sugarcoat this. Those words though, in the Declaration of Independence, we can use them to inform us in this moment, in this time, and put some 21st century on it. Hello, somebody. And you know, it's it's just it's it's the beginning. You know, the beginning of that of the of the Declaration of Independence. That to me is very informative for this moment. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impelled them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Hello, somebody. So we don't have to look at this in terms of a 
physical separation as the framers did from Great Britain. But there has to be a separation from the foolishness and the folly of this moment where the corporatist interests have run amok and have taken control of every single aspect of our lives. We hold these truths to be self-evident that it really is time, sisters and brothers, to call the question on both political parties and for a system that is content with choking out the lives and the livelihoods of the everyday people of this country. I mean, we just have to call the question. So progressive movement, liberation movement, this is where we come in. Change agents, agents of change. That is what is necessary in this moment. And so for some of us in terms of what that looks like, yes, I would love to see many, if not all, but certainly the majority of progressive organizations and grassroots folks in this country, I want to see, I would love to see them come together and form a pact, P-A-C-T, with one another on some key issues. It doesn't have to be all the issues, but some of the issues where we walk in lockstep that we would take up that mantle that is boldly articulated in what Brother Frederick Douglass said about the demand and about power, that power concedes nothing without a demand. It never has and it never will. The demand, we need to make the damn demand. Make it early, make it often, and make it together. And so this pact that would form would have the major and minor, I mean, just progressive organizations, progressive thinking people come together on some key issues. Those organizations and or individuals would certainly keep their autonomy in every single other way, but form a pact, P-A-C-T, with one another on some three or three or seven. I mean, pick your number. I just love the power of three. The three key issues. Three issues that come to mind for me. Medicare for all, certainly first and foremost. And so let me shout out the leadership in the great state of Nevada, led by Chairwoman Judith, who with her co-conspirators in that state decided that the Berniecrat delegation was going to take a stand for Medicare for All and demanded they be placed in that platform. They did what Killer Mike has suggested that we all do, which is to plot, plan, plan organize, organize, and mobilize. Mm -hmm. I see plotting, planning, strategizing now. I see organizing when the organizing becomes a front. Right now, we're plotting out, we're planning, we're strategizing ways to disrupt the system. That and that's what they good. did. That's and I can use what they are doing right now as a good example as to how we can take any issue that we decide we want to unite on and do as Killer Mike suggested. And when you list out these action steps, make sure you give proper attribution to my dear brother, Michael Render, a.k.a. Killer Mike, to plot, to plan, organize, strategize, mobilize, and capitalize. They did that with Medicare for All. They, they plotted. They created a plan. They decided, you know what, this is going to be our issue. 
And since we are having a, a convention, let's go and lay this out there and make it clear that we want Medicare for all in the platform and that if it is not in the platform, we will vote against the platform. And then they started to organize and strategize and mobilize. They put out a petition. And as of this moment, that petition has over 700 of the 1,300 or so Bernie delegates signing on to that. What a beautiful thing that they didn't let the fact that we are outnumbered in that particular space stop them from making the damn demand. Hashtag make the damn demand. That's our next hashtag. Gonna make the damn demand. And that if the party decides that it's not going to put it in the platform, then the platform ain't worth voting for. And I'm with them on that. I really, I, I stand in solidarity with my sisters and brothers on that particular point. And it is important to make a stand. And this is an example of that. So when I think about the three issues that progressive organizations and progressive leaders could take a stand on, certainly Medicare for all would be number one on my list. Uh, how we deal with racism anti-blackness and white supremacy that one gets a little more complicated but some version of that would certainly be on my list and then dealing with income and wealth inequality in the united states of america certainly something on the list but we need to find those top three things and i have a long list that i can rattle off but trying to think of things that could bring the progressive forces together that whatever other thing that we're working on as individuals and collectively in our various organizations, that there are at least three things that we come together on, or maybe it's the one thing, maybe it is Medicare for all. Maybe that is the thing that unifies us, but we must unify and we must plot, plan, organize, strategize, mobilize, and capitalize. Thank you for that, KM. I mean, Killer Mike, you laid, you, you, you laid that down. So we, we, we got to do those things. And I, I do believe that it can be done where there is a will, there is a way, but we, it's not going to happen by osmosis. We have got to organize. We have to plan our work and work our plan, which leads me to my other thoughts uh, about this moment. And I've been kind of teasing this out, mentioning, uh, use, utilizing this choice challenge and change refrain in some of the national zoom calls that I have had the pleasure of being a speaker at, you know, over the last two weeks. And I'm going to continue to refine this, but this is something I had started talking about a, a few years ago and then I just kind of let it go. And, you know, old is new again. And it just came back to me and I, I couldn't shake it. So I just started writing about this in the context of our movement, our liberation movement. That's what this is. This is about liberation of heart, mind, body, soul, spirit. It really is about having an understanding and a sense of a reckoning with what really is and what can be. Scripture says that we will know the truth and the truth shall make us free. But we got to know it first before it can make us free. Hello, somebody. So choice, challenge, and change. So in the context of the progressive movement, our choice, 
we who believe in freedom cannot rest. That was Sister Ella Baker said that, the great civil rights activist, organizer. Some people call her the mother of the civil rights movement. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. So even just layering on onto that, you know, I am very much inspired and my in inspiration is stoked by the great ones who have come before me. And, and some of my contemporaries who I'm rocking here with, blessed enough to rock with here on this earth. But I am certainly a quote person, a scripture person. I mean, I just draw my inspiration from that. So we who believe in freedom cannot rest. That's what she said. And that is so absolutely true. I like to say that evil never sleeps so good can never take a vacation. So how long do we have to work towards justice and freedom towards what is good, right? Just always. It never, ever ends. So choice challenge change. I'm, I'm just feeling this thing right now. So the choice, the choice that we have as conscious minded people on the move, those of us who have decided that we are going to be agents of change. Because see, everybody's not going to be an agent of change. One of my, again, colleagues that I, I called on the phone and I hadn't talked to him in a very long time. And I, I called him up for a project that I'm working on. And, you know, I was kind of in my feelings a little bit. And I, I, I didn't say anything about that in terms of, you know, what's going on in the world and, and, and my leadership role in it and how I can be raw. I, you know, if people catch me on the right day, I'm going to tell the truth, the whole truth <laughs> and nothing but the truth. And, and I didn't say that to this person, but maybe, maybe he kind of picked up on it and he said, don't stop being a disruptive, you know? And for me, I, I felt like that was, uh, that was my message. That was kind of God sending that message through this person who I did not have a long drawn out conversation with about how I was really feeling, how the forces are trying to bump up against me. Now they are bumping up against me, but they always have, baby. But sister can't be stopped. Black girl magic is forever. Uh, put on the whole arm of God comes to mind so that you will be able to withstand. Hello, somebody. Yes, 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 you guys know I am a church sister. It's in me and I can't do nothing about it. So choice, challenge, and change. So our choice for those of us who have decided to be agents of change, our choice is to advocate, stand boldly for justice in all of its forms. That is a choice that we are making. So for some is social, others is racial, for others is political, uh, economic, environmental, the intersectionality of gender and race and politics. I mean, you Nate, pick, pick, pick your fight. But the choice is to advocate and stand boldly for justice in all of its forms. That's a choice that 21st century liberators are making. That is us. The challenge is to overcome, overtake, reform. And in some folks' minds, uh, vernacular, they would say revolution is the way that we have to go. So to overcome, overtake, reform, revolutionize an entrenched system that does harm to the poor, the working poor, the barely middle class, the marginalized, the misunderstood. Hello, somebody. That is our challenge. 
and bumping up against those forces of evil. And yes, they are evil. Some of you can take this from a religious context, others from a secular context, but it is evil. When millions of people have lost their jobs and this federal government fails to answer the need, it is evil for Congress to go on break while millions of people are teetering on the edge about to be evicted from their homes. Hello, somebody. It is evil. When we can't get folks in the Congress, but particularly in the House of Representatives that is controlled by Democrats, to vote in affirmation to cut the Pentagon budget by 10%, It is evil what Mitch McConnell and the Republicans are doing or not doing. Oh yeah, baby, it's evil to know that almost 90 million people in this country are either uninsured or underinsured. And as unemployment continues to grow, that role, the role, the R-O-L-L, the list of people who do not have health insurance continues to grow because we commodify healthcare in the United States of America, the only industrialized nation to do so. It is evil. And so sisters and brothers, we can't play with this thing. We just got to call it out for what it is. And to have leaders who still want to equivocate on whether or not we should have Medicare for all in the United States of America is evil. It is corrupt. And those folks lack a spine. That's just it and that's all. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we are, the challenge is for us to take on this entrenched system that is not going to bend to our will just because we have declared that we are standing up for, fighting for what is right, what is just, and what is good. That system is going to resist and bump up against us. And baby, we got to bump it back. That is why we need allies and co-conspirators. Our challenge is to overtake, overcome, reform, and revolutionize. Revolution on this entrenched system. And lastly, the change. When we act collectively, when we act boldly, when we act more with our purpose towards our goals with a demand, that's when the change is going to come. You know, somebody once said that when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, that is when change comes. Let me say that again. When the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. That is when that change comes. Lord have mercy. I'm thinking about Sam Cooke's song right now. Change gonna come. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Yes, sisters and brothers, a change is going to come but it will only come if we are ready willing and able to take it to the streets be that virtually or physically it is only going to come when we make a demand and as one of my brothers reminded me that when you make a demand there must be a consequence if that demand is not acted upon. We cannot be motivated by our fear. We must be motivated by our fierceness. And God, for the love of God and all of humanity, let this be, this 2020 election cycle, let it be the last time We are asked to make a sacrifice, to be stuck between a rock and a hard place, because that's where we are. 
to choose the lesser of the two evils. We cannot continue to move like this. Let this be the last time. Certainly, as Dr. Cornell West has laid it out, the fascists, the neo-fascists and the neoliberal, that is what we are faced with right now in this moment. And I will confess. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, I will confess. And in agreement with Dr. West that the neo-fascist is a greater threat than the neo-liberal in the moment. What I add to that is that the neo-fascist is an immediate threat. It's a threat right now. Donald Trump is a clear and present danger. He's a threat right now. He's a short-term threat. He's a threat right now. And that the neoliberal is the long-term threat. And so as we recognize what we must do in this moment, let us also recognize that we cannot stomach, we cannot bear, we cannot stay the same. We cannot go back to the way things were because the way things were, were fucked up for the overwhelming majority of of the people in this country. That's just what it is. And so for folks who want to have nostalgia about the pre-Trump days, then they need to go talk to the sisters and brothers that I have had the privilege and the pleasure to talk to before that man took office. No, there's no more going back. So we're going to make a demand. You know, I remember an editorial cartoon is coming to my mind right now, and I hope I can describe it because you can't see it. You, you hear what I have to say about it, but it was a knight in shining armor and there's the damsel in distress. And he is trying to cut her ropes off, right? She's captured and she's tied up. So he is facing her trying to cut her ropes off, trying to free her. And she's looking at the danger that is right behind him and she's pointing to the danger that is right behind him that's going to take out both of them immediately and it was a dragon it was a breathing fire breathing dragon and so if you can picture that in your mind that he's cutting her ropes she's sweating bullets and she's pointing frantically at the dragon that's breathing fire right behind both of them he couldn't see that fire breathing dragon and what is the moral of the story i'm glad you asked she was basically saying baby boo you got to slay the dragon first and then cut then cut my ropes so sisters and brothers we got to slay the dragon but there are multiple dragons to be slayed we got to deal with this dude in the White House who is a clear present danger in the short term neo-fascism and deal with the other dragon that is neoliberalism that is the enemy in the long term and that in many cases created an environment that brought us that brought us that man that thing Lord have mercy, that 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 Donald J. Trump in the White House. We we got a lot of things that we have to reckon with. But I want you to think on it. Let's continue to fight the good fight. Keep the faith. 
and keep the fight. Our change, baby, is gonna come. Hello Somebody is a production of Large Media Network. Our logo and web design was created by Grayson Co. Special thanks to other members of the Hello Somebody team. Tiffany Hale, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, Julia Griffin, Angelo Greco, and Anna Mesa. Now, if you would like to support our production, please become a member on patreon.com forward slash hello somebody. And finally, come join us for more conversation on my social media channels at Nina Turner. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.